Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. This is the final week of our Resurrected series, so we were going to be um, speaking out of John chapter 4. And I have to say, this is the first time that this has ever happened to me, so I'm, I, wasn't, I was like kind of scared, nervous. But, you know, I finished that message on Friday, and um, I was in prayer in the morning, and I just felt like the Lord kind of tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, about that message, <laughs> let's save that for another time. Because I was, I was in worship. Um, there's a song uh, by a, a, a band that's talking about what, what moves the heart of God. And I was just singing through that, uh, that bridge, and, and they're asking a question. It's, God, is it, is, is it a song that I sing? Is that what it is? I'll, I'll sing every song that I could sing. Is it, is it an offering? Then God, I'll, I'll, pour, I'll pour everything that I have out. Is it a life that's laid down? God, I'll do it. Just, just tell me what moves you. Tell me what moves you. And I was singing through the songs and, and I, I hit that last line. God, just tell me what moves you. And, and I just felt the Lord just speak clearly. I've already, I've already showed you what moves me. Why don't you, why don't you go look? And, and so it got me curious that morning. So I, I came into the office and I just started thumbing through. And I, I looked up just that phrase, uh, moved. And, and I went to the Gospels. And I, and I saw a couple different instances where the Bible says that Jesus was, was moved. And I believe this morning that God has a deep desire. So I just say, set your faith expectation really high this morning because I just feel very strong. God has a deep desire to move this morning. There's a lot of maybe heavy things that have been on your shoulders. And, and I felt this word just kind of come alive as I was like just looking through it. I'm like... Dang, I'm like, that one, yeah, it's not, it's not that one. It's, it's this one. And so I asked pastor, and he was gracious, and I said, just go, just go. So I'd like to just read a few different passages. We're not in, in a one place today. We're just looking at a few different moments throughout the Gospels where Jesus was moved. And, and I, I'm, I'm only saying this now because we're, gonna, we're staying in an attitude of worship. So stay in that place because I believe that God desires to do something this morning. So I want to talk about moving the heart of Jesus. How many have been moved by something before? Whether it's something that you've seen, you know, you've been stirred. I remember a, a, a movie that stood out to me, right? And there's this, this story of a, a soldier who rescued, you know, so many men on, on the battlefield, they, they were left for dead, and he just went and he was praying to the Lord. He was a Christian guy, and he was just saying, God, give me one more, one more. And he'd go back and he'd rescue him. His hands are bleeding. He'd, he'd lower them down this ridge uh, in a rope, and his hands were just bleeding, and he's praying, God, give me one more, give me one more. And I remember my heart being so stirred. Maybe you've seen something. Maybe you've had a conversation with a person. You know what it's like to have your heart moved. 
how it pulls you, how, how you, you feel inspired to respond. And, and here, Jesus was moved. And who was he moved by? People. Just like you, just like me, he was moved by people. So the, just talking a few things this morning I want to speak to, and then we're going to pray. The first thing that he was moved by was our need. Look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36. It says this. It says, Jesus was going through all of the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness, and seeing the people. He felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Come on, I know there are some of us in the room this morning who are distressed and dispirited. You know, the word means distress, it means weak, weary. That Jesus would look upon people and he would see their weariness. Just begin to reflect. You know, you know what it is. Some of you already know the thing that has been just a weight on your shoulders. You feel weary. You feel weighed down. You feel distressed this morning. And it says that he saw them. He also saw those who were dispirited. That word means those who were thrown to the ground, prostrate, tired, hungry. You may be in need this morning, but I'm declaring to you right now that there is a God in heaven who sees your weariness. There is a God in heaven who sees your fatigue. There is a God in heaven who may see your hunger. And he says, I'm moved by you. Sometimes I think it's difficult to get a picture of God being moved by us because we look at us and we go, who am I? And if you're not a parent, being a parent is what helps you understand the Lord in, in so many different ways. But you have to start seeing yourself as a child. That's what the Bible declares that we are. We're children of God. We are children of God, and that is the way that God sees us. And when you see a child who is weak, when you see a child that is weary, when you see a child that is hungry, your heart is moved. Unless it's my son who's like, and you're like, dude, take it easy. But no, you're moved. Even then I move because I move over to grab a snack, and then I move back, and I can't. There's something to be said about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. God, tell me what moves you. He's moved by our need. Like sheep without a shepherd. Do you know that God cares when you feel like you're lost and have nowhere to go or you have no clue where you're going? You know, maybe you're on the west side this morning and you feel that way. You feel like you, God's forgotten about me. God doesn't care about where I am. I, I feel like he's completely overlooked me. He's seen your weariness. 
Maybe you're in the room this morning. He's seen your weariness this morning. He knows. He was moved by compassion for them. The second instance is in the book of Luke. Chapter 7, verse 12 to 15. He was moved by hardship. He came, it says now, as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out. And a sizable crowd from the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her. And said to her, do not weep. And he came up and he touched the coffin and the bearers came to a halt and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him back to his mother. You know, this was an interesting, the Bible makes a clear distinction to say that this was not only a dead man, but this was an only son of a mother who was a widow. So if you are a widow and your husband dies, at this time, your son was the one who took over charge of you and took care of you and was your provider. He stepped in and provided for the needs of his mother. So God was looking at her and he saw two things. He saw her grief. But he also saw her lack. Do you know that God is moved by your grief? That Psalms 56 says that he records every tear that we shed in his bottle. That he he writes it on his scroll. That there is no grief that you've ever experienced that has not passed by the Lord. That has not been recorded by the Lord. He knows you this morning. He knows your grief. But he also knows your lack. You know, maybe you've been struggling. Maybe it's been very difficult. There's a lot of things that you could lack in your life, whether it's peace, whether it's hope, maybe it's finances or joy or strength. There's a lot of places in our life that we feel like we could lack. Do you know the Lord sees you? This morning, He sees you. And He's moved. Moved with compassion for her. He said, do not weep. He's moved by our longing. Look at Matthew 15, 32. It says, when Jesus was feeding the 4,000, Jesus called his disciples to him and he said, "I, I feel compassion for these people. Why? Because they've remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I don't want to send them away hungry, for they might faint along the way. He's moved by our longing. Man, what if I said, hey guys, just letting you know, today's service, I think we're just going to extend it to Wednesday. And we're just, we're not, get a quick snack, come back, and we're just going to, we'll be here till Wednesday. I will continue to speak until Wednesday morning, then everybody can go. You start to see the longing that these people have. I mean, I I guarantee you, some of them traveled miles and miles, walked miles and miles to come hear 
Jesus teach. They had a longing in their heart. They had a desire for more of what Jesus was speaking about. They wanted to encounter him. There was a deep longing in their heart. And that's a challenge to us this morning. You know, we want to see God move in situations and circumstances in our life that we also have to remember that when we move and when we long to, to be with Him. I was just sharing this story with someone this week. And I, I think I've shared it before, but I'll share it again. When, I, when Judah was just born, you know, I didn't know, you know, Steph is amazing. She's like, the best mom I've ever met in my life. But, you know, for me, I was actually, I had peace, right, about having kids just because of her. So I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing, but at least she knows what she's doing. And I remember, you know, Judah was crying one night. He's probably maybe four or five months old, six months old, something like that. And I had my, I came in the room. I, I just put my hands on his back, you know, and, and he stopped crying. And, you, and then, come on, some of your parents know, you, you, you kind of do the slow transition. So you're like, okay, hands on the back. Hands kind of hovering, kind of slightly there. No, no tear. Okay, pulling back. I'm on, I'm on the top now of the crib. No tears. Taking a step. Why does that floor creak that way? And you try to slip out of the, right? How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Come on, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. So I get right to the door and then wails again. And so I come back in and repeat the process. Door, cry. Hands, hover, crib, step, door, cry. Repeat, and and so at one point I just said, I just sat down next to his crib (laughs) and he wasn't crying. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, if only you long to be with me. Like he longs to be with you. He doesn't want anything. He just wants you to be there. Longing. Sometimes we long for the Lord because we long for things that we want to be done to be done. But it's really not longing for the Lord. What does it look like to long for the Lord? It's just to be in his presence. Just to be with him. God, nothing to answer, nothing to do. Just, I just want to be with you. He's moved by our longing. I feel compassion for these people. The fourth thing you see is he's moved by our boldness. Look at Matthew 20. This is the story of the two blind men. And as they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him and two blind men sitting by the road, hearing that Jesus was passing by, cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd sternly told them, be quiet. But they cried out all the more, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Come on, there are some people in your life that have been telling you to be quiet. There are some people in your life that have been telling you, you can't expect God to do that for you. Come on. There's some people with their voices that are being raised in your life pretty loud right now, but you know what you need to do? 
shout a little louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That I'm not going to let the crowd convince me or push me in a different direction. But I know who my Savior is. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed upon him. And I'm going to just shout a little louder. Because what had happened? Jesus stopped. Boldness gets the Lord's attention. Jesus stopped and he called them and said, look at this. What do you want me to do for you? Can I tell you, there are few things that move the heart of God to ask a question like that than boldness. That when God sees your boldness, he comes over and asks, hey, what do you want me to do for you? How many want that? How many want God to ask you that question? Hey, what do you want me to do for you? Boldness. Sometimes we just have to be bold enough to run after him when everybody else says we shouldn't. And it puts ourselves in a position where he will. They said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be opened. Moved with compassion. Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and they followed him. This is, this is really important. God is not just a genie in a bottle. God, you don't just run to him to get your answers fulfilled for your own self, right? They, they, he met him in their need. He was moved by their boldness, but I love the fact that it says they regained their sight and they followed him. Come on. That's a life laid down. That's a life surrendered to the Lord. He's moved by our boldness. And lastly, he's moved by our desperation. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 40. It says, A leper came to Jesus, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying, If you're willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. <clears throat> And said to him, I am willing. Be clean. You know, being a leper, there was no option. That's a death sentence. There's no plan B. There's no other route to go. It's, it's death. And I could see him coming to Jesus and falling on his knees in desperation. But I love that he was just open and honest with the Lord. He was saying, God, I know you can do this. Jesus, I, I know you can do this. But he didn't know if he was willing. Jesus said, I am willing. I am willing. And, and that... those three words I feel like just are kind of echoing right now in this room I just from Friday I just felt like the Lord was just saying I am willing you want to know the thing that all of these encounters and all of these, these stories have in common 
people who met Jesus. Most of them came running after him. And, and this, is, this is what I would like to do for the remainder of, of this morning's service. Is I, I believe that God desires to move. And I believe that God is declaring, I am willing. And so if you, if you felt like as, as I was speaking, there was an area that, that God really was tugging on your heart. You know, maybe you're in a position of need right now. Maybe it's physical, right? You, you need, you need you, you're weary. You're physically weary. You are tired in body. Maybe you are emotionally weary, drained. You feel the weight of the, the world on your shoulders. If that's you, could you just raise your hand? You feel weary. This is actually what I'm going to do. As I do this, perfect. So as I do this, if you are weary physically, I just want you to come now because we're going to pray for every person. And and I'm going to have the altar workers uh, come up in a moment as well. But if you are weary, physically weary, can you just come over and stand near the, the front of this aisle here? on this side. Come now, come now, because we're going to go through this quick. If you are moved, you feel like you're facing hardship and you need the Lord, maybe it's grief, maybe it's, it's lack, you feel a lack in your life, then come stand kind of right here in front of, of this aisle as well, All right? So if that's you, if that's you, come now, come now. We're going to pray because I believe the Lord is going to move. That as you run to Jesus, as all of these people made a decision to say, I'm running after him. In my need, in my weariness, I'm running after him. In my hardship, and my grief, I'm running after him. That as you take that step, as you move, he moves. The Bible says that as you draw nigh unto Christ, as you draw closer to Christ, he comes closer to you. Sometimes it requires us to take a step of faith to say, God, I want to see you move. Maybe you felt that challenge in your heart. I need a deeper longing. I know there are probably things not not breaking yet in my life because I I haven't gotten to the place where I I have that longing for the Lord. If If you need that longing, come right down here in the center. If you're saying, God, I want a deeper longing for your presence. I want a deeper desire for more of you. I, want to ch- I just want to be with you, God. Forgive me for making my relationship with you transactional. That I served you for what you give. I just want to be with you. If that's you, come here to the center. If you realize you, you want boldness, you want a boldness to run after the Lord. You want a boldness to believe God for big things that, that maybe there are things you're believing the Lord for that you've bought into the, the lie that it's too big. Come over here. We're going to pray for boldness. There's been voices that have been speaking against you. There have been things that the people have told you, hey, you know, you can't expect that from the Lord. You can't expect for him to do that. Take a step of boldness this morning and say, God, I'm going to believe you for big things. And last thing, maybe you're desperate this morning. 
Maybe you're desperate for a touch from God. Maybe you're desperate. Maybe you've faced a situation that has literally led you to your knees at times and you're saying, God, I'm desperate for you. God, I'm in a desperate situation. That's a perfect place to be. You can come over here to the right. The last thing that I would ask is if you do not know Jesus Christ this morning, there is no greater desperate position to be in than a position that is apart from Jesus Christ. You want to hear something amazing? God was moved so much by you that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That God loves you so much that he gave Jesus. And you'd like to receive Jesus. You'd like to surrender your heart to Jesus this morning and say, God, everything I have is yours. Everything I am is yours. Forgive me of my sin. I know I've been going my direction and my way. I'm going to turn around today and I'm going to head your direction. If that's you, could you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TowerHillNH. To give online, you can go to th.church giving. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.